This is The Doctor's Wife, episode number 84, Using Thought Work to be Anti-Racist. The Doctor's Wife is a podcast for women who have supported their husbands through a decade or more of medical training and are now ready to find more fulfillment in marriage, more fulfillment in motherhood, and more fulfillment in their personal goals. You are really good at taking care of everyone else. It's time to take care of you. Yes, you are a doctor's wife, but you are so much more than that. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? I hope that this podcast finds you well, and I really hope that it's useful. Um, And if it's not, then... Just like anything else I teach you, you can feel free to discard it. I have been grappling with how to do this podcast the right way, and I've come to the conclusion that I can't, that I'm just going to do it wrong. I'm going to be willing to do it wrong, and uh, but because I want to be part of the solution, I'm. it's just a risk that I'm willing to take. And I know that you, listener, the doctor's wife, that you're a loving and caring person and that you deeply value self-improvement and using your influence for good. And so if this can be of help to you, then I'm willing to be wrong about, I'm willing to not know how to say everything right, I should say. For Inspiration Station today, it goes right along with our topic of anti-racism. There is a, Brene Brown has a podcast, which I've spoken to you about called Unlocking Us. And this past week, she interviewed um, a professor from American University. His name is Dr. Ibram Kendi, and he wrote the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And he talks about how we can all take a stand against racism and how one of the first steps into becoming an anti-racist is to recognize that all of us have racist thoughts. And I thought that was really profound. And I've been thinking about that a lot, but I highly recommend uh, that podcast with Ibram Kendi on Unlocking Us. His book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, is on my to-do, it's on my to-read list. It's next up. I'm currently reading White Fragility, which I'll tell you more about in the upcoming weeks. And then I'll let you know about, um, like I always do, about the books that I'm reading. So uh, go check out that podcast. But the tools that I teach you here on the podcast They work in any situation, even with the turmoil going on in the world. And I'm just going to share with you my experience over the last week or so in hopes that it's helpful for you. But first off, I want to tell you that um, I, and maybe you feel this way too, I've had something of an awakening over the last couple of weeks. I've kind of felt like I'm a little bit of a fish in water, pretty oblivious to the privileges that I've experienced and been granted in my life because of the color of my skin. And it's kind of like you heard, you've heard that analogy, like there's a fish in water and somebody says, Hey, how's the water? And the fish is like, what's water? And I think that's how I was. I've also woken up to the realization that I do have racist thoughts. I've grown up in a country that was founded on the premise that white straight men are superior to everyone else and so and that people with white skin are better than people with brown or black skin and so I've come to the realization that because of that I've absorbed some of those messages and if as I'm talking about this if you feel yourself getting defensive 
I just want you to stick with me for a little bit and to maybe just ask yourself why and to consider that maybe you've absorbed some of those messages too. Racist thoughts, like any other thoughts, can't be understood or examined or let go if we're ashamed of them. Of this, I am certain. And up until the last week or so, because I was so ashamed of those thoughts, I wasn't even willing to bring them into the light of day long enough to recognize them, let alone like examine them. And so as I've been willing to do that over the last couple of weeks, it's come with a lot of shame um, initially. But as I've been willing to just pull them up and look at them and notice them and be curious about them, I've gained so much leverage over them. So I don't think this work of being anti-racist is just something that you can check off your list. I think it's the work of a lifetime. And if you can imagine or believe that you've absorbed some or that society has absorbed some messages of like what it's like to be married to a doctor. And maybe you even absorbed many of those messages before you married a doctor. And now like, it's not really the truth. Um, It might not be that hard for you to believe that you've absorbed other messages too about people who are black or people who are different than you. And so what if that's not like absorbing those messages and recognizing that you have absorbed some of those messages. What if that's the first step in being able to create change? Because I know that you want to be part of the solution too. And so are you willing to just take a look at those thoughts that you might be having? It's something that I've really been grappling with. And how can I be willing to let to let those beliefs, even as like subconscious as they are, come to the surface so that I can just examine them and choose them on purpose? And am I willing to do that to be a part of the solution? That means that you get curious about them instead of shaming yourself for them. Because it's a natural tendency for human beings, this I know, to when we feel ashamed Like, let's say that you have a racist thought and then you feel ashamed. Shame for most of us feels completely intolerable. We're not used to processing it at all. So we do one of two things. We go and we hide. We don't want anybody to know what we're thinking or who we are because who we are is wrong. That's like the premise of shame, right? There's something wrong with you. Or the second thing that we do is we look for someone to blame and we start pointing fingers. Oh, you guys, I've been doing so much of this over the past couple of weeks. Why can't they just do it this way? So-and-so's doing it wrong. If only they do it this way, then things would be better. So much blame. Have you noticed how terrible blame feels? I most certainly have over the past couple of weeks. And the reason like the human brain does that is because we feel shame. And in order to get out of shame, we that feels so terrible that we look for someone to blame someone whose fault it is something outside of us, because that feels slightly better than thinking that there's something wrong or broken with us. Have you noticed this in yourself? This is what I do know. I don't have all of the answers. There's so many answers that I don't have. In fact, I've just really been trying to listen and learn this week, but this is the one 
something that I will go to my grave proclaiming. Love is the answer. Love for others. Love for myself. Unconditional love. We talk about unconditional love, but I don't think that we really understand it very well because love, unconditional love means loving yourself and loving everyone else exactly as they are. That means love for the rioters, love for Uncle Johnny when he makes a racist comment, love for those who think you're doing it all wrong. Love doesn't mean silence when someone makes a racist comment. It can it also means standing up for what you believe and love and showing love for those who are being disparaged. And can you do that while still loving Uncle Johnny? Can you do that while still loving yourself? The answer I have found is absolutely yes. You can start with curiosity and compassion. And you might be thinking, they don't deserve my love. But when you believe that, you're the one who has to feel angry and upset. What if you had a willingness to really, truly understand what is going on for others? What is going on? For Uncle Johnny, like why he would make that comment in the first place. For what is going on and what it might be like to be a black mother raising black children in America today. You've thought so much about that over the last couple of weeks. I have three boys, the oldest who just became a teenager. And my heart breaks when I think about how she has to worry about things that I probably won't ever have to worry about. Unconditional love means loving others exactly as they are and also being willing to speak up when something is said or done that you don't believe is right. That's true integrity and love for yourself even when it's really scary. Unconditional love means giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, especially those who don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Unconditional love is loving all of them. Lastly, I just want to say that I want to be humble enough to be wrong want to understand without blaming and shaming anyone, including myself. And I want that for you too. That for me means being willing to listen and learn with love, constantly redirecting my brain when it wants to find someone to blame. It means processing my emotions instead of resisting them. And I will tell you that I have found so much peace in the thought that I have no idea what other people should do. I really don't. I have no idea what other people are going through and how they should react to what's going on in the country. And that goes from how my other family members are reacting 
to how people on the news are reacting, to how other people are reacting to what I'm doing, to how other people on social media are reacting. Like, I have no idea. And when I just decide that they get to decide how they want to cope with what's going on and that that, like, that's not my business, even when they, part of them, their coping and their actions involve what they think I should be doing, I just feel so much freedom, so much freedom. And just, I have no idea how other people should be handling the situation. I still feel that the very best work I can do is to help you, the doctor's wife. You are a woman of great power and influence. And if I can help you create the marriage that you want, a marriage that goes from mediocre to amazing, if I can help you create the self-confidence you want, if I can give you the tools to stop being the backup dancer to your husband's career, to cure resentment in your marriage, then you can take all of that brain space and go change the world in your sphere of influence. The world needs you now more than ever to raise anti-racist children, to fulfill the measure of your creation. Don't wait any longer. Can I give you a starting off point? I have created some emotional resilience lessons. They are excellent. You can get them at sarahpain.com forward slash lessons, and they will help teach your children how to manage their big emotions. I read this week that that's one of the ways we can raise anti-racist children is by helping them to handle their big emotions because they in turn will be more empathetic with others and their big emotions. And that one of the ways we can raise anti-racist children is by loving and understanding them and having empathy for them so that they in turn grow up to be loving and empathetic people themselves. So please take advantage of that free resource at sarahpain.com forward slash lessons. And I just want to end with letting you know that sadness, shame, guilt, grief, sorrow, they are all part of the human experience. We often resist grief and let it turn to anger because it feels more powerful and grief can feel so heavy. But what if we could just lean into the grief? What if we could just lean into the sadness and sorrow and process it? What if we were just willing to be open and willing to learn? What if we, this is what I've thought of. I want to be part of the, pro, of the solution to this problem of racism in our country. And so I'm willing to get it all wrong. I'm willing for people to listen to this podcast and say, you have no idea, you're so out of touch because I want to learn and I want to understand in a way that I haven't before how I can be an advocate and how I can be a, power, a more powerful force for good in the world. And I want you to join me. So start by going and getting those lessons at sarahpain.com forward slash lessons. And please know that I love you.